This Choircast podcast is brought to you by the book Too Much and Not Enough, Sacred Thoughts Said Out Loud by Karen Schock. This book is for anyone who has big questions about God and is feeling like a misfit among the people who seem to have it all figured out. Journey with me as we dive into the hard stuff and ask the questions no one else seems to want to ask. We will laugh and cry together. You will shake your head along with me as you read the real stories of anxiety and depression, parenting and marriage, and just plain living this life in the messy middle. I don't have all the answers, but my hope in writing this book is that you, the reader, will feel seen. There is a God who is big enough to handle all of our questions and more loving than we can ever imagine. Let's lean into this life together as we learn how to love and be loved in Too Much and Not Enough, available now on Amazon. Welcome to Apostates Anonymous, the show you turn to when you're no longer an evangelical. With your hosts, hosts, authors Keith Giles and Matthew J. DiStefano. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Apostates Anonymous. I'm riding solo today. I'm your host, Matthew J. DiStefano. Keith Giles is still in Nashville as uh, as of recording this. He is at the Awakened Conference, which we put on. Um, great guests, great participation, great music. Sounds like it was an awesome weekend. I'm jealous I wasn't there, but I'm also like, that's not my thing. Uh, I would have been exhausted, I got to be honest, because as many wonderful people as there were there, it's like, man, that's just a lot of people. And it, no, and for, for, for real, though, f- uh, for introverts, you understand. But for real, all joking aside, it looked fantastic. And I know Keith is uh, uh, super stoked that, that it went the way it went. And everyone had a blast and a bunch of people made new friends. And, you know, that's just what you want to see at a conference. And that's what it's all about. However, if you missed out on it, there is an online option. And we are going to be linking to that in the show notes, if not this show note, uh, the next one, because I don't, I don't know how long it's going to take us to put everything together and have it available for sale. Uh, but we will definitely be having um, that as an option. So please, if you follow Keith or myself on social media, uh, if you follow this show, obviously you're listening, so you do. So check out the show notes. If it's not there, it'll be there in two weeks. Uh, when we have where we're going to sell it and the price and all that kind of stuff. So oh, 10 speakers, something like that, music from Jennifer Knapp. Um, you're going to learn a lot. You're going to grow. You're going to be challenged. I assure you of that. And the, and the great thing is it's, it's, it's in the spirit of choir, right? So even though we have many voices and one message, so-called, that message is not, the the, the one message is not, you must believe these things, right? So we had atheists, we had Christians, we had post-Christians, post-theists, post-evangelicals at this conference. So it's not about 
a set of beliefs that you have to believe. It's more like the message of love and growth and empathy and all that kind of stuff. So if that's your bag, and we know it is because you're listening to this show, go buy that. You're going you're gonna to want uh, to watch those videos and to take notes and to challenge yourself. And I think it's going to push you in the direction you want to go. So, um, that's, that's what's going on. So I'm flying solo today. It's going to be a really short episode. I'm just checking as Bill Burr says, I'm just checking in on you. Um, and really I'm not just checking in on you cause I have no idea who listens to this. Um, but I'm just checking in to let you know what we've got coming down the way what things are going on, and then I'm going to bounce, and we'll see you in two weeks. It's going to be a short and sweet one. We're just checking in here. Uh, The first thing is we have uh, Maria Francesca French has a a follow-up book to her book, Safer Than the Known Way, and it's like a collection of letters that she's written. Um, It is called Reconfiguring. It's out on June 27th. That's going to be followed up by uh, Keith's son, Dave, no, Keith's son's David's, I'll skip one since I mentioned him already. David Giles has a debut uh, fiction coming out on the 11th called There Once Were Orange Groves. And before that, on July 4th, which is, I guess, appropriate, right? Since uh, this book's about Christian nationalism and a bunch of other stuff. Michael Camp, Breaking Bad Faith, is coming out on July 4th. And then we got a bunch of other cool shit in August. Um, oh, and we got one more book in, in July. It's, it's, it's the next of our choir classics. Uh, we're doing the Brothers Karamazov forward by Brian Zond. Um, it's like 690 pages or 700 pages. So if that's your bag, if you're a reader, you're going to want to get that. Uh, it's Brian Zond's favorite uh, novel. He says it's the greatest novel ever written. That's fine. He can have that opinion. I actually haven't read it. But I can't say it's going to be better than Tolkien. So um, uh, maybe it is. <laughs> no, it isn't. Um, but it's fantastic. I, I know it's fantastic because everyone who I know who has read it says it's fantastic. And eventually I'll get around to it. You know what's funny about owning a publishing company is you re- you end up reading a lot less. Um, <laughs> I don't I don't have time to leisurely read. And when I do, it's, it's probably more like for a project or something. Um, or if it's for leisure, it's it's probably the Lord of the Rings again or something like that. Uh, I just I just don't have time. I don't have time to read just for my own fun. Uh, it's 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 ironic, don't you think? A, a little too ironic. And uh, yeah, I really do think. Do I have to pay uh, royalties now to Atlantis? I hope not. Um, that's what we have going on that front. We have hopefully some new podcasts that are going to be involved in the choir cast. I'm not going to name them by name since um, they haven't committed 100%, but we have two who are a potential yes. Um, so that's really exciting. Um, I am working on the follow-up to The Wisdom of Hobbits, and it's called Mimetic Theory and Middle Earth. What's the subtitle? It's a good one. Um, Untangling Desire in Tolkien's Legendarium. It's part of my uh, un-series. <laughs> I realized when we had we have uh, The Wisdom of Hobbits unearthing our humanity at Three Bagshot Row, and then we've got Untangling Desire. So uh, in full mimetic mode, I accidentally, or not accidentally, um, copied Keith. Uh, 
with with the unstuff. So I don't know what to think about that. I'm I'm sure he's okay with it. It's uh, since his books are about Jesus and mine are about Frodo. I think that's um, <laughs> I think he's gonna be okay with that. Um, let's see. Oh, and oh, I'll say one thing about that book, even though it's not gonna come out for a while. Um, I think it's the first book that uses Gerard's theory to tease out interpretations of or to 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 use Tolkien as a teaching tool for Gerard or vice versa um using Gerard to tease out interpretations of Tolkien there's a lot of essays on it there's some articles videos not no nah, I don't even know if there's many videos but I've not yet found a full book that is on the intersectionality of Tolkien and Gerard. So I'm pretty excited about that, uh, which means I got to pull it off. So um, <laughs> it's got to be a good book. It can't be, a, you know, a shit book like all the rest of them. Um, no, I'm kidding. Um, I just got back from a little getaway. That was fun. We went to, uh, my wife and I went to Fort Bragg, California. Well, actually, we went to Mendocino. Um, it's all like the same area. It's on the coast, a couple hours north of San Francisco. Uh, got away from the heat, got into the fog, super chill, super laid back. Um, but I tell you what, if you got, if you got a restaurant on the coast and you serve seafood and it's overcooked and bland, come on now, I'm not going to put this restaurant on blast, but if you are a restaurateur, if you own a restaurant, you gotta make your food. You don't don't mail it in. And also, this maybe this is a good topic. It's not gonna be really topic. I'm just shooting the shit for a couple minutes here. What are your thoughts on tipping? Ideally, I don't think we should have a tipping culture, and I don't think we should leave tips. I mean, obviously, in the certain in the in the current system, we should absolutely leave tips. However, when you think about it. Aren't tips just a way for the business to like not pay their workers a living wage? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, shouldn't they pay their workers a living wage and then what the price is is what the price is? And if you want to give someone some extra, you know, extra skrill, extra cash because they did an over and above great job, fantastic. But I had a shit waiter and he makes shit wages. So it's like, what do you do in a situation like that? Like, I, I mean, obviously I still tipped. But it almost seems like just a fucked up system, right? And then and then we have to make like an ethical decision on like, you know, this, it's like this guy went out of his way to be a shitty waiter. Like I watched, I, had, I, I don't drink a lot, but I, had got, I ordered an old fashioned and I could see the bar from where I was sitting. And I was looking over there. I was like, I know that's my old fashioned sitting over there. And my wife was like, hey, does it have one of those big ice cubes in it? Like the big whiskey, you know, stones? I said, no, it's just a bunch. Of, I could see the ice, just little ice cubes. So, you know, it's melting, melting, melting away. It was like up on the bar. I was like, should I go over there and just get it? <laughs> or just ask the bartender if I could grab it? Like, I know this is my old fashioned. Can I snag this? She's like, no, no, no. You know, you're the worst patient. It's like, no, it's, I, I, I have patience. But I know the, the drink 
as we speak is getting incrementally worse and worse because the ice is melting and melting and melting in this drink for 15 minutes. And and the bartender was, I, wa- I mean, not the bartender, the, the waiter, I was watching him. He was cleaning wine glasses. He was doing this and that. He was doing busy work, but wasn't doing the work that he should have been doing. Like, why are you wiping wine glasses? Like, he's like trying to find something to do. Just go get the drink so I can drink it as it's supposed to be made. And then, so you get this shitty drink. You don't want to blame the bartender. Ice melts. Like, what are you going to do? Like, if it sits there for 15 minutes, that's not the bartender's fault. So then the question comes, like, how much tip do you give him? It's like, well, I think the person should have a living wage. But now it's come down to my responsibility. Because it's not the restaurant's responsibility. Because they're going to pay him a shit wage. Hoping that people give tips. And I did. Don't get me wrong. But I don't like that it comes down to us to do the job of the business owner. So it seems like the business owner can get away with, with, with not paying their wages appropriately and then if they're if their employees don't do a great job some people aren't some i, I guarantee 20 percent at least of the country would not have tipped this guy it was it was bad bad like bad sir like i've never been a waiter but just i mean come on it was bad like either didn't want to be there understat whatever the whole thing probably a combination of a bunch of shit he doesn't get a living wage it's probably understaffed because, well, people don't get a living wage in the service industry. And so it is what it is. But now it comes to the thing I don't like is it comes down to us as the consumer to decide whether we're going to, we're, we're now responsible for paying this person a living wage. And I don't like that. And it's not, it's not that I'm against tipping. Again, like I said, I tipped and generally I tip really, um, you know, above and beyond. <clears throat> in this instance, I did not go above and beyond. Don't get me wrong. Like, I will tip higher for good service, for sure. But let me know what you think. Reach out on Facebook, comment, whatever you want to do. Um, I want to know what you think about tipping. I honestly just think we should get out of the habit of passing on. As businesses, we should get out of the habit of passing on the responsibility to pay a living wage to the people who are consuming the product, right? That makes sense, right? Like with our authors, I know it's it's not a perfect analogy, but with our authors, we're not going to have a contract where we keep most 90%, 95% of the royalties and then ask the author to try to go get tips from the people who bought the book, <laughs> <laughs> you read my book now can you please give me five dollars so i could get paid that's stupid right now we actually as a business what we do <clears throat> and what ralph started and we've carried that on um is we give the authors over 50 percent of the royalties now now most publishers don't do that obviously there's not a publisher i know that does that there are publishing services that give the author 100% of the royalties, but it's a pay-to-play model. You pay the publisher to publish the book, and then you collect the royalties. So it's almost like a. have I've seen publishing companies that are more like self-publishing services. They'll do everything for you. They'll slap the logo on there, and then there's your book. Now, you get all the royalties. However, 
you may have paid a couple thousand to pay to play. Uh, we do it opposite. You don't pay anything up front, and then we give you most of the royalties anyway. Uh, now, that might not be a working model for some places, but it's a working model for us, and it works. Um, the point being is that I do think that there are a lot of places out there who are passing off the buck and the responsibility of paying wages to the, to the consumers through tipping. And now you're supposed to tip for everything, so I wonder where other people are getting screwed. Um, and again, in the current system, I'm for tipping. If you don't tip, I say it and don't be a dick. You got to tip. You have to tip. This is the current system we're in. It's now not time. You have to be pragmatic and practical. You, you're not, <laughs> you're not changing the system by refusing to tip because you think the system should be better. Like, <laughs> this is one of those times where you, um, there's an ideal, and I think a non-tipping structure is ideal where everyone just makes a living wage. Um, and then there's living within the non-ideal, and that's where we're at, right? So because we're living in the non-ideal, well, it sucks, but it's on us to tip people who aren't getting a living wage so that they do get a living wage. Now, waiters and wait staff and other people who get tipped, uh, you can't just mail it in because people are, on the flip side, you might be sticking it to your employer by doing a bad job or whatever, but really you're sticking it to the consumer too because like my wife and I went on a trip we don't get to go on very often. Uh, three hours, three and a half hour drive, having a good time, try to find a restaurant. It's it's on the coast, so it's expensive anyway. Then the food kind of sucked. And then the wait, sir, the wait, the wait, uh, the waiter was even worse than the food. The food, we didn't get sick or nothing. It was just overcooked. Like you cook the shit out of it. <laughs> um, so when you when you're doing a poor job, if you're if you are, I don't know the motivation of this person. If you are just like fuck it, I'm not working for this company my fullest, my hundred percent. You're actually kind of sticking it to the consumer, who also is working really hard to do the things that they want to do, right? Uh, take their wife on a lovely trip or take their husband, which is more realistically because I don't plan trips. I'll be honest with you, I planned one trip one time. Not even I planned it. We went up to Seattle. We had one night to stay at a hotel and I was like, oh, we'll just find a place. <laughs> I never booked things before, you know. This is years and years and years ago. Over, uh, almost, probably like 15 years ago. And there was like a huge tattoo convention in town and a huge opera on tour. So everything was booked. And we ended up staying in Seattle. If you're in Seattle, and you probably know this place, maybe, the King's, King's Inn or the King's Motel, and it was not fit for a king. It was like a rent by the hour type of shit. Like <laughs> it, it either rent by the hour or people live there. It was like one, you know what I mean? Like one or the other. Like people are living at a hotel or you rent this shit by the hour to do what you know what you want to do. Um, and we we had this, it was like this, there was a building there and then there's a taller building with a roof and it was like lined up with our window. There's a homeless person just sleeping right outside the window. Just like, and then we couldn't like, it was just an open window, no shade, nothing, just open window in the bathroom. <laughs> and then, and then there were like cigarette burns, stains everywhere on the, we didn't sleep. Clothes were on, on top of the mattress, like just laying there. 
not wanting to move. We got up at like 4 a.m. We found a coffee sh- coffee shop as early as possible and got the fuck out of there. Um, so I, the realistic thing is here. My wife takes me on trips. She plans them. because I fucked that shit up. I'm terrible at it. Um, you never want me to plan a vacation. Um, <laughs> so when I say take your wife on, a, no, the realistically, she took me on a lovely trip. So when 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 you when you're taken on a lovely trip, and you go to a restaurant and you get the shitty waiter, and then you gotta pay you gotta pay him a tip. I mean, it just kind of sucks, right? It should just be a system where he got his wages, yeah, from the from the he got his wages from the restaurant, and then if he sucks at his job, they can have that conversation. It should have not wiped my hands of this like Pontius Pilate, except I should never been responsible in the begin with. As a consumer, it should not be all responsibility. So I don't know how I got on that topic, um, but it is the topic for today. Um, I, we got some great stuff coming down. Um, so I'm sorry that this is a, a short little check-in, but Awaken Nashville was a big deal for Keith. Um, this is the second annual. I think this one was bigger and better than the first. And if there's a third annual, I'm sure that the third will be bigger than be- bigger and better. And the more you do stuff like that, right, the more kinks get ironed out, hopefully. Um, so there's always little kinks and quirks when you're putting together an event like this and people traveling and all that. Um, but overall, man, I, uh, I'm happy to report that it was lovely. And again, if you want to check it out, I know it's not the same energy as being there live. It's not the same as meeting people. But the talks are fantastic. Now, I know every single one of the speakers. I've I know them on some level. We've either published their book or we do a podcast with them, or whatever. And so I know that the talks are fantastic. Keith said all of them were fantastic, and so you'll want to check them out. You'll be able to buy the online option, and then the files are yours, so you could watch and rewatch and whatever. Um, so if you're talking, I don't know how long the talks were, but if there's 10 speakers and they all talk for an hour, that's 10 hours of content. So it's worth it. So go check that out in the show notes. If it's not there again, check out next week. It'll definitely be ready in two weeks for sure. Uh, the, I don't know where you're going to order it from, but there'll be a website. You'll download the files. You'll be good to go. So with that said, we will move on with your day. I hope you have a lovely week, a lovely two weeks. We'll be back with a regular episode with a regular topic. Keith will be back. We will have a sponsor next week, assuredly, a new one because we never keep them here. We treat our sponsors like shit. Um, They never want to come back. We don't pay them Um, and they don't pay us. So it's a beautiful relationship. (laughs) So anyway, love y'all. Check you out next time. Peace. Peace.